Welcome to Simplified Marketing for Small Business Owners. I'm your host, Krista Fabrick. Thank you for tuning in today. This interview is with Daryl Hornbacher, president of Midas Financial. Daryl has 16 years of experience helping small and medium-sized businesses getting the funding they need to grow and scale their businesses. Tune in to learn more about how you can get the funding you need right now to keep your business alive in these difficult times and to grow when things get better. Okay, we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show with Daryl of Midas Financial Company. Thank you, Daryl, for being, being on here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we all know, Daryl and I were just chatting before we went live here, this is a, a crazy time, a time like unlike any of us could ever possibly imagined. And Daryl is a person that can really talk to you, small businesses, about how to get the money you need right now, right? That is what you've done. I think it's been a long time. 17 years, was that the number I heard? Uh, we did our our 16th anniversary was April 5th. There you go, 16 so, years. So yeah. yeah, we are the oldest unsecured loan broker in the country, believe it or not. So wow. that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Well, while yeah. you, why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, kind of where, where you are today, what you're doing. Yeah, so, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur and and owned a business. I actually owned a commercial laundry um, with my brother back in the 2000s in Denver, Colorado. And uh, we weren't getting along and it was kind of time to move on. And, and we needed some money to update the plant for uh, so we could sell it for a decent amount of money. And, and uh, the banks were like, yeah, if you take that BMW and that house and and those other things and use them as collateral will give you the loans. And our wives at the time were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And, and, and we were just trying to figure out what to do. And a long story short, a little young lady walked into my office and she's like, I'm, do you need money? I sell money. And I'm like, yes, I do. And she introduced us to the unsecured loan market. And so we went and got the money. We sold the business. We separated afterwards i went to her and i'm like this is 2003 and i'm like what do we tell me about this i'm infatuated and she told me and i said well i don't want to usurp you but i'm going into this business and because i know i paid her like three grand for two hours worth of work and i'm like okay i know everybody in denver and blah 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 you know there's this this is a biz op and we started it and within, and she wanted to get out of the business anyway, cause she was pregnant. And uh, so for another three grand, she taught, spent a week teaching me. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, six months later, Midas had six offices around the country. And um, yeah, we just, we've just grown since then. And, and uh, we've been around for quite a while. Right. And so obviously I believe I was speaking with your lovely wife, Blair, and she mentioned that during this time, obviously, some of your usual business practices um, or business services haven't been as required because of all your clients are, you know, just struggling to survive. So you've pivoted a little bit and kind of been helping them with a few different in a few different ways, right? Yeah. So you know, as as terrible as this is going to sound, I need to. I have a family to support, and I do have a business to run. So. We initially were going to kind of stay out of all this SBA stuff. And I had a couple really good clients come to me and they're like, Daryl, you've been doing this 
SBA stuff. And I had worked in Katrina with it and wrote a couple hundred loans during Katrina. And so they're like, you need to, you, you have an obligation to get back in. So, you know, my partner and I just one day said, yeah, we'll, we'll get in. We started doing it really tiny and all of a sudden we, you know, popped three, I think 350 PPP and EIDL applications. And, you know, now we're winding down a little bit. Um, the newness has worn off and, uh, you know, we give more advice than, than we actually help people fill out paperwork. You know, we direct them to, you know, some other organizations, ba mainly going to their banks. Uh, if they can go back to the bank, why do you want to pay somebody like me when you can go to the bank for free? And, and I just, I prefer not to have that money anyway. So, right. yeah, but it's, it's, uh, it's interesting times for sure. Yeah. So, well, so a couple of things. So one, I'm sure you've seen the same thing that I've seen is that a lot of these businesses um, either haven't been able to qualify for those, those specialty, you know, aid loans right now, the PPP and the, um, the other one, or they, or they're waiting forever. Like I know some business owners who applied the first day in March and they still have no funds. So um, <laughs> what are you, what are you advising those businesses that either didn't qualify or, or are still waiting? Yeah. So based on experience and remember I wrote 200 plus loans during Katrina um, and Katrina wasn't anything of the magnitude that this is. Um, if you're wait, here's the state, the statement I say to people, if you're waiting for, for the SBA to eat dinner this week, you're going to go hungry. And, and I know that's not what anybody wants to hear, but I would rather people hear the truth and, and plan accordingly. There's a ton of money out there. And, and is it costly? Absolutely. Anytime you need um, anything on a spur of a moment or in a, when you're in desperation mode, it isn't going to be cheap. I don't care if it's groceries or money, whatever it is, a car, you know, you're, you're going to make decisions under normal circumstances you wouldn't make. So with that said, you have to weigh the cost of money and you have to weigh the alternative, which is potentially being out of business. Right. And, you know, like the little bar owner that you and I talked about off the air, they had a $250,000 retirement that they pumped into buying that bar. And they had no choice but to open last week, okay? Right. Clandestinely, but they opened last week uh, because otherwise they were, they were going down the tubes. But, you know, back to the point I'm trying to make is there's a lot of money out there. You have to weigh the cost of, of that money, short-term and long-term, and what's in your best interest, your family's best interest, your employee's best interest. Um, and then know that you can go out and get this money. And when the, the PPP or the EIDL program is, uh, they, that's only for farmers, I think, right now. Otherwise, they cut it right out. Um, you will get money. Everybody will get money. But during Katrina, I still had people waiting for money eight months later. So, you know, I mean, think about that. And we've already been through two months or a quarter. But with this, the magnitude, I think Katrina, we spent 400 or 600 billion. This is going to be $3 trillion. You know, that's just, 
you can't expect you can't be mad at the SBA. You can't expect their government organization. So you can't expect them to operate, you know, clean and concise. I mean, it just is what it is. Right. Yeah. So I actually have Casey who jumped in um, with the comments and he had a question. I knew he was going to be watching. He says, I am trying to get an SBA loan, not out of relief, but just to have one. I want to pay it back. Just want a long-term loan at a good rate. I've been in business for two plus years and growing. So I, and I do know that there are businesses out there who don't necessarily have been able to continue operations and, and are just maybe looking for a traditional SBA loan right now. What advice yeah. do you have for them? Yeah. And they're there. I just turned in actually two SBA loans to my lender today. Uh, they were nice size. They were a couple million dollar loans. And they're, he's like, wow, these are great. How did you find these? And I'm like, you know us, you know, we people come to us every day, but the, the, the normal SBA 7A and 504 stuff is out there. I'm not going to say it will happen overnight, but from the, if, if you have a good lender, okay, and a lender that understands business, or you work through people like me that know the good lenders, um, you can go out and and certainly from the time you give them all the paperwork they need, and the paperwork is a little bit onerous, uh, but from the time you give them the paperwork that they need, you can get something done in six weeks. And it's better than sitting on your thumbs, you know. And and, and even then, you know, there's, there's other avenues to travel. Um, it's just you have to look at it. As I said before, the, the short-term and the long-term cost of money, if you look at it from that perspective and say, okay, this money is going to cost me, I don't know, 10% for three, well, say 12, so it's round numbers. It's going to cost me 12% for three months. That nor under normal circumstances, it would cost me 12% for a whole year. So is paying a little bit more that you can write down on your taxes anyway, is it worth keeping open, paying your bills, salvaging your credit, um, and, and keeping your part of the economy going? I think so. You know, it's, it's, but then again, everybody's different and everybody has a different pain threshold. Yeah, that's so true. And so the biggest takeaway there is, um, if you're looking just not for the relief loans, a traditional SBA loan, really just finding a good lender or somebody like you that knows the right lenders. Yeah. And, 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 you know, surprisingly, people like us, you know, most of the time we get paid by the lender themselves. So there isn't it's not like there's a lot of extra expense or anything like that. Uh, but they are uh, there. There's plenty of them out there. You just got to know who they are. Yeah. You know, and I mean, there's been times in the last month that I haven't even had time and I've just said, call this guy or call this gal that I know. You know, there's some great, great SBA lenders right here in Phoenix. That's good to know. And Casey has a follow up question. He wants to know if it's harder if he only wants 50 to 100 thousand dollars rather than a million. Um, yeah, it, it it actually is. It's an underserved market. As a matter of fact, there's only a couple banks in the country that will do fifty or hundred thousand dollars. And here and here's why, is that the normal bank takes these SBA loans, they service them in house for two to six months. 
when they get enough of them, they package them and sell them on Wall Street. That's what they do. And then so just like your mortgages and everything else, so they, they don't service them long term. The problem is they have to go through all of the cost of carrying the loan, underwriting the loan, servicing the loan for that period of time. And they only get paid on a $100,000 loan. They only get paid two or three points. And they give a point of that to me. So now they're making one or they're making a thousand to two thousand dollars um and on on a transaction and it just they can't do it. Right. They're making more money in car loans at 7.99% or credit their credit cards. You know, that's the big thing. They'd rather give your your person that called in, they would rather give them a credit card at 1899, right. you know, and they qualify for that easier and quicker. And actually that's that's kind of a, and I can segue into some other things, but a lot of these credit card companies right now are are passing credit cards out at zero percent interest for 15 to 24 months, 12 okay. to 24 months. And, and, you know, if you're only needing 25 or, or 50,000, it's like I told you uh, before we got on air, my company actually invented that credit card stacking back in 2004. So we do a lot of it today and we'll go out and get people 100, $150,000, $200,000 and they offset our fees by more so by getting zero percent interest for as long as two years. So if they can keep rolling that money and 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 revolving it every six months, it's like getting three or four loans and only paying for one. And you get the miles and you know or the rebates and all that. Right, right. That's an interesting approach for sure. And that's what Casey said. They pushed me on a line of credit and I don't want that. But you're talking about a credit card, which is different than a line of credit, right? Because a line of credit or. Well, it, it actually I'm not sure. I, you know, I would have to talk to him individually to understand why he would want a line of credit, because that's actually the greatest thing. And if his bank offered it to him, he should run back there and get it before they change their mind. Okay. Because, you know, this day and age of bank, look at it this way. If, if you go out and get an SBA loan, whether you use that money or not, you're paying for it, right? If you go out and get a line of credit, you're only paying for what you use. So if you use $5,000 one month on a $50,000 line of credit, your payment's going to be 175 bucks, right? Because um, you got 0% in you know, 0% or an actual line of credit, this, they'll probably give it to him for 8 or 10%. Um, he's got to have good credit if they've offered it to him because they don't offer that right now. Right. But, uh, you know, if you're offered a line of credit that's what I call evergreen or lives forever, as long as you maintain it properly, jump on it. That's what I mean. I've I've done organizations and small businesses that have done that. That you know, in the in the last few years, not recently, but where yeah, they they didn't need a they needed only like you know fifty thousand is what they needed to keep going or to do the expansion, do whatever, and they got a line of credit 
and that was a good solution for them. So. Yeah, and I, I mean, with the loan, you're going to go in, and there's costs associated with every one of these transactions. So with a loan, you go, you use it, you pay it off, then you have to incur those costs again. Whereas if you're operating by using a line of credit, you simply revolve it. You pay it down to zero, but then it's there for the next rainy day that happens. And we both know that there's a lot of rainy days in small businesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. That was actually a great question because I'm glad. I don't know that we would have talked about a line of credit otherwise. But no. <laughs> so that's at least, if you have really good credit, I guess that's something to ask your lender or your bank about, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There are very few banks that will write that right now. They, they really reserve that only for their better clients. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, obviously around the country, we're seeing things start to open up, right? And even here, right here in Arizona, where you and I live, um, things that have opened up more so in some states and less than others, but they're starting to open up. Eventually, we're going to come out of this pandemic phase and our economy is going to be affected. But for those businesses that have been either partially or completely shut down and, and want to ramp up, um, what are your recommendations as far as finding that funding to make up for the lost income or to be able to to ramp back up to normal business. Yeah, so there's blood in the water. And whenever there's blood in the water, the sharks come circling. Um, and I'm just getting ready to write a blog today on this because I had somebody come to me yesterday that kind of got taken advantage of. Um, there are a lot of people out there in my business, unfortunately, that either haven't been in it very long or don't understand the business or playing just participating in unscrupulous practices. Yeah. You, you know, you, you go to a doctor not because the doctor is going to fix you, but because they're going to know what's wrong with you and then eventually fix you. You know, the same thing with an attorney or a marketing expert like yourself. This is a case where, you know, finance isn't easy. Credit, understanding credit isn't easy. It's simple. But the credit bureaus make it complicated so people like you and me can't understand it. It's, it's my opinion. Of course, I have a vested interest, so let's be totally clean about that. Uh, but it's my opinion that you go out and find a really good, reputable broker, um, loan broker, just like you would find a reputable insurance broker because they're going to get you the best deal on your car insurance. Um, brokers earn their money more often than they don't. And it would be my opinion to go out, find somebody that, that looks after their client first and themselves second. That's kind of how we made our bones in the business. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, 16 years, obviously you're doing something right that you've been around this long. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been an incredible life and I've, I've met the most incredible people in this business. I mean, things that, that, that people do for a living and, and how they make a living and the spirit, you know, of, of entrepreneurs and, and business owners, you know, people forget, you know, it just, POs me that all these big businesses are getting all this money when it's the entrepreneurs and the small business owners that are truly the lifeblood of this economy. And, and But unfortunately, they're working so hard in their business so they can send their daughter to dance classes like I do. And, and you know, and, and, you know, most people, you know, that's a house payment for crying out loud in some cases. Uh, but, but um, you know, it, 
just go find somebody that knows what they're talking about and that can back it up with a reputation because reputation in our business is everything. Right. And I think that's, that's what I run into all the time with, you know, having worked with small businesses for a very long time, both when I worked for somebody else and now being on my own is that so often they're so busy just trying to make, to do their business that they don't, they don't have the time to, to figure out how to do things like get a loan or handle their marketing or, you know, whatever. And so they try to hire somebody and if they can't get a referral to somebody that, that's trustworthy, sometimes they just pick the first person they come across. And <laughs> Well, you know, again, typically, uh, you know, entrepreneur and small business owner, they wait to get money till the last minute. So again, you start doing that desperation deal and, and you never make good decisions when that happens. And if you just, you know, I always tell people start looking for money when you don't need it, because eventually you're going to need it. And uh, uh, I would say 95% of my customers need money yesterday. It's just what it is. And, and I have it for them if they're willing to pay the price. That's not me that's charging the price. That's those monkeys on Wall Street that, you know, greed is their middle name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just find what, what they need right now. If they need it right now, then it's going to cost more. So yes. Yes. Uh, so if somebody watching, watching this or listening to this later is looking for, you know, they want to find the right lender or the right broker, obviously we want to have them look at you and consider your company, but what, what would you tell them to look for? So they know they have somebody that is, is trustworthy. Um, first make sure they hire somebody that understands credit. Everything in the finance world is predicated on credit. And, and if your broker doesn't know, uh, you know, how your credit will play into the mix of things, they're going to take you down a deep, dark rabbit hole that you don't have time for. So that's number one. Number two, look for people that, you know, have been in the business. Longevity is important. You know, we, we don't advertise. We're just starting to even talk about it. We've never advertised in, in 16 years. Everything is everything is word of mouth. I mean, I do my stuff on LinkedIn here and there, but you know, as far as as far as advertising, we've never had a formal program. And and uh, I, you know, if you know somebody that knows somebody and is is you know highly a, a good idea to use. Or just do a background check. You know, I mean, I think we've had 42,000 transactions in 16 years. And we've had two complaints that made it to the internet. And that isn't because we don't do anything wrong. Look at me. Do I look like I don't mess up on a regular basis? Um, but, but, you know, as long as my name's on the front door, um, you're going to get treated with honesty and transparency. And I think that's the biggest thing that you look for in somebody like this is they need to understand credit and then they need to be have the longevity and, and the honesty and transparency to get you where you want to be. I like it. Great pieces of advice. So um, if you could recommend one podcast, one book, one any kind of resource that people could go to to learn a little bit more about funding for small businesses, what, what could you recommend? Yeah, and you're going to laugh at me. I don't have one, but I ha I have a comment. If you're a small business owner, the thing that 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 happens like in the 350 people we've talked to over about the SP of the PPP program, 
95% of them have had bad credit that they couldn't qualify for anything else. So my opinion isn't reading a book. There's plenty of books um, uh, out there on, on Wall Street economics. There's very few, if any, on Main Street economics, okay? And there's a huge difference. Yeah. If I'm you and, and, and you want my advice there, I would go out and I would study everything I could about credit, personal and business, how it works. It truly is the most important three-digit number in your whole life. There's yeah. nothing more important than that number. And some people are going to argue with me, but there isn't. Mm -hmm. uh, it, but if, if I were you, I would learn everything I could about credit. And there's a ton of good stuff. There's a ton of misinformation out there. Uh, but I can I can give you some stuff, then you can post it or whatever you do. Yeah. Um, but go out, find everything you know about credit, because it's the biggest reason business owners close is because they don't have money to wade them through the, the you know, the deep waters. Um, and if they don't have money, uh, they make bad decisions and, uh, you know, bad credit is the reason that the vast majority of people don't have money. You know, yeah. you've got to be able to leverage your credit. Yep. And I'm, I'm forever grateful to my mom. Shout out, you know, mom's day is coming up. She made me get my first credit card at 18 and she preached the importance of good credit. You know, I got my first car loan on my own at 20, bought my first house on my own at 25. And the story goes on and my husband had a similar situation. And so, yeah, we, the abilities that we've had to do what we want to do because of both having excellent credit is, is a phenomenal. It's sad. It should be like that, but you know, kudos to you guys for doing it. Make sure you teach your kids. I was, you know, my daughter sits in on it. She's 13. She sits in on our sales meetings and, <laughs> and, and I always tell the story. I wrote a, I wrote a, uh, a, a do-it-yourself credit repair manual. It's not on the market right now. We pulled it down for some rewrites. But she was my proofreader when she was 11. And, awesome. and, 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 you know, I figured if, if a fifth grader could figure it out, anybody could figure it out. And now, you know, it's funny when she sits and listens to our dinner table conversations or, or whatever, and she's like, well, why did they go do this? Or why did they go do that? And I'm like, you know, she knows more about credit than probably 75% of the adults in this yeah. country, which is not good. It's sad. Yeah. yeah no. But it's good so, for her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, she's she's already got it figured out. Yeah. Uh, my friend Stacy jumped on and he said, don't ever take money without a plan to pay it back, which obviously you would uh, probably agree with that part of it because that's going to affect your credit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's a really wise saying because, you know, and we see this every day is, is business owners borrowing money to pay off borrowed money. Now, in these situations where, where what we're going through right now, I can... I can get that and I can understand it if you do it responsibly. Um, but as a rule, he's, he's right on, you know, borrow money that you're going to use to expand. Expansion is a gamble. 
if if you if you roll craps, well, at least you took the gamble and you pay the price. But borrowing money to pay off borrowed money and then repeatedly do it. I have one client that did it six times before he met me. He went six layers and they were taking money out of his checking account daily to the point that he couldn't make payroll. He's like, now what do I do? And I, we helped him and showed him and he's been forever grateful. But the bottom line is you just, you got it. Yeah, your your person that just called or dialed in is is dead on on that. Yeah, that's a great point. So I think that's a great place to end on. Uh, so if somebody wants to learn more about you and your company, wants to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Your website, LinkedIn, where should they find you? Yeah, you know, we just got a brand new website um, that the world famous internet marketer Armand Morin put together for us personally. He happens to be a friend of mine. I want to talk to you about that offline. Um, but it's called MidasBizLoans.com. Okay. It's very simple. MidasBizLoans.com. And there's a contact us on that page. Right. It's really a lot more simple than all the other ways. You don't want to. Hell, I even see I misspelled my own last name on your <laughs> thing. So, you know, I mean, you can't expect anybody else to spell it right. Uh, but, uh, uh, or my phone number is 303-513-8664, but MidasBizLoans.com under the contact us that goes to my wife and everything that goes through her gets to me. That's great. Well, I will make sure and drop that link in the comments as well so that people can find you with a click of a mouse there. Awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and share some of this really valuable information. I know a lot of people are going to are gonna be happy to have listened to this. So <laughs> thank you for taking Awesome. It. And thank you, Krista. And, and ring me up sometime next week. I will. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Simplified Marketing for Small Business Owners today. I hope that you found this episode valuable and that you will subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave a rating and review for me. And if you would like to connect further, you can find me at Krista Fabric on all the social media platforms or kristafabric.com. Make it a great day.